Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, we're always on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can watch us, too. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Now, won't you all that's got family, maybe a few dogs, imagine loading them all up on a bus traveling the country to give away books and encouraging reading. It sounds like fun, potentially. Yep, a lot of work. But that's exactly what Matt and Robbie did. They are the founders of Busload of Books, and they recently rolled through North Pike Elementary School in Summit, Mississippi. Welcome, Robbie and Matthew. Thank you so much, Rebecca. We're happy to be here. Well, I'm excited about this. We actually got to talk to the librarian, Miss Becky, of North Pike, I guess a couple months ago when they knew you guys were coming. And to say she was excited is an understatement. So you finally got to take your trip to to Mississippi. So how was it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I I don't even know how to put into words the full community embrace, the warmth, the excitement, the joy, the inspiration that the community provided us. Um, as very special guests. They made us feel, um, just as you said, that they've been anticipating our visit, and they did everything possible to make us feel welcome. Well, and I think what you're doing, though, just underscores what Miss Becky and so many school librarians across Mississippi and the country try to do every day, is try to encourage reading and get kids excited about it. But you guys just kind of took it to a whole nother level by busload of books. So <laughs> how did all of this get started for you and your family? Well, we live in a community. We're interested in <clears throat> supporting public schools uh, that maybe have uh, a few less resources than a lot of public schools. We're, we're visiting Title I public schools in every state, and Title I is a federal designation, which means that uh, I, I think the number is 40% or higher students um, have, qualify for free and reduced lunch, which often means that there's, there's many other things that the schools need resources for. So that was... That was the aim of our uh, of our tour, and so we've been visiting schools across the country, and we came to North Pike, and uh, Miss Becky was so prepared and so excited for our visit. We visited um, enough schools that we can really tell when someone has done the work of preparing their community for our visit by making them familiar with our books, by explaining what an opportunity it is for us to be there, by doing the activities and drawing tutorials we spent in advance. Let me just paint a picture for you. As we entered the school on the day of our visit, we went into the kindergarten, first grade, and second grade hallway. And all along the hallway, all the teachers and students were lining the hall as we walked in. Jingle Bell Rock was playing. (laughs) Everybody was dancing and cheering. We'd never felt like bigger rock stars, and they really made us feel that way. And what's most important is the kids felt that way. Kids felt like someone important was coming to their school, and so they got a special day 
where they got to talk about folks and get lots of hugs, give lots of hugs, and see our colorful bus and meet our kids and our dog. And we all had a really good time. And it was started the night before, and Becky did something really special, which is she got us a place in the Summit Christmas Parade. So we got to drive our bus uh, down the Main Street of Summit uh, with all sorts of people. Tossing out trees. She got fortune cookies. She got fortune cookies for us to talk about. lights to decorate our bus. (laughs) I mean, Becky Neiman gets the MVP award for all that she did for her community to make this event really special and take advantage of the opportunity. Well, that's just that Mississippi hospitality for you. But, yes, she definitely – I even saw you got a cake, Robbie, I think, uh, for oh for coming – or Matt, for coming in, too. And so – but the idea, too, is just the, this excitement. And you know the kids were excited, but they also were excited because they got to walk away with a book. And you guys were intentional about not just being a bus, but you are a busload of books. And so the schools that you pick out, how much does it mean to the kids to actually be able to go home with a book of their own? A lot of the schools that we um, visit are in book deserts, which just it basically means there are no bookstores nearby. There's not a public library that's within easy access. Some of the schools don't have uh, libraries in the, in, the, in the school itself. So a lot of the kids that we are visiting, this might be the first book that they've ever owned or the first new book that they've ever owned. So we were making a, it our purpose to give out brand-new books uh, that have a hardcover. They're hardcover books. So for a lot of the kids, it's the first time that they've ever had a hardcover book. And what we do is we give presentations, age-appropriate presentations, one for K through 1 and one for 2 through 5 or 6. And in those presentations, we talk about our own stories coming to create um, the, the struggles that we've gone through uh, to develop our writing and our illustration skills and careers. And we try to connect the book that we're giving the kids to ourselves, the people who created it. We try to make ourselves uh, be as down-to-earth and approachable and as goofy and real as possible so that the kids can say when they walk away, I met those people. Those people made this book. I'm going to read this book because I met them. I learned how it was made. But then we hope the next step is also, wait, they're just regular people. They tell stories. They draw pictures. I can do that, too. So our presentations are a lot about creative empowerment. Yes, we want them to read, but we want to see them as people who also have lives full of stories worth telling and who have the capacity to do their own creating in whatever form or shape it takes. Which one of your books did you guys leave behind there at North Pike? So we left two books for the pre-K and first graders. It's a, uh, I guess it's kindergarten through first graders at North Pike. Um, It's a, a picture book called Everywhere Wonder. It's about a little boy who sort of, is is exploring uh, in books uh, these big, amazing, beautiful places like the Grand Canyon or going to the moon, but then noticing that there are amazing, interesting things right in your own backyard, that there's ants to look at, that there's uh, the bustling town streets that you live in. So um, that's the, the book that we give to the little kids. And when we talk about that book, we say how that book came about by looking at things in the world that fill us with wonder and excitement and surprise. And we're trying to give that as a tool to the kids. Hey, when you are moving through your own lives, when you're moving through the world, pay attention to the things that fill you with wonder and excitement and surprise, and those are the sparks for your own story. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yes, no, that's that's okay. So the book for the older kids is called Ben Yokoyama and the Cookie of Doom. It's book one in a a chapter book series that uh, right now I think there's there's six books uh, in the series. Um, it's super highly uh, densely illustrated. There's illustrations on every page, 
Um, and so that means that the books end up being they're probably 250 pages long or so. They're kind of like a graphic novel crossed with a picture book. Yeah. So that the kids who uh, might be a little hesitant to read have lots of illustrations to lead them through the narrative. So they're not confronting a sea of words. They're getting an opportunity to read a bigger book than they might think that they're capable of reading. They're building confidence. They're hopefully having fun and getting hooked on a series that uh, will lead them into to other reading experiences. And, and the series, is the basic premise of the series is that Ben, who's the hero of the story, he gets a fortune cookie at the beginning of each story and reads the fortune in the cookie and then takes it very literally. So it's, it's a lot about... Um, Literal language versus figurative language. And it's about the fact that if, if you're confused as a kid, if the world seems complicated and you don't quite know what to make of it, you're not alone, and that there are people there to help you to, to make your way. So the and they're series, fun. They're fun and silly. It's they're funny. They're yeah. silly, but they're full of important lessons. Yeah. The series is called the Cookie Chronicles series. I don't think we said that. Yet, no. But yeah. <laughs> um, and we've had a lot of luck with the kids uh, reading the book before we get there. After we leave, we've gotten great feedback about kids being excited about their books, reading their books, and... and makes my heart happy telling their own stories. Well, I think it's wonderful, and the kids obviously look excited to have them. It's something special. If you've inspired someone with some of your stories, where can any of us go to get your books? Or Not that the busload of books will come to every school in Mississippi, so that was something <laughs> special, but I think everyone can, can get a copy of their own, can't they? Absolutely. It should uh, be at libraries or requestable through libraries. Any of the big online retailers that sell books will have our books. Your local independent bookstore, basically anywhere books are sold should either have them or would be able to get them for you. So how's life on the bus? Oh, well, I, I love life on the bus. I was saying to Robbie, if we didn't have kids who wanted to return to in-person school next year, I might just keep doing this forever. Love being with my family. I love our daily adventures. And I absolutely love going into schools and using our books as a tool to help people discover the joy of writing and creativity. So I... I love it. Robin, I, I what like do you that think? Matthew was like, I love it. As if I were going to say, I hated well, it. It's terrible. I also love it. Yeah. Um, not just the school visits and getting to know these communities. Uh, it's just been a, an amazing road trip for our family. So on top of the sort of, on top of the wonderful experience that we're having in the school, we're also getting a wonderful experience with our family, getting to be the country. Our country is incredible and diverse, and there's all kinds of amazing people and places that we've been. Um, Beyond the really cool things we've seen, we've been to a cranberry bog in Wisconsin. We went to the sand dunes of Indiana. We uh, kayaked with manatees in Florida. So all these really cool things we're doing. But my favorite part is as we drive around, uh, we meet people uh, from every background, every walk of life, every corner of the country, rural and urban, everywhere we've gone. We've just met interesting, fun open-hearted, generous people. But you only met one Miss Becky there at North Pike Elementary, and so she's a librarian (laughs) of the century. But I'm so excited for you guys to share your story. I'm so grateful you got to come to Mississippi. If y'all ever come back, let us know. The bus can't retire. Y'all will figure out something else for that. And um, Happy New Year, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, giving us a chance to talk to your listeners. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, want to let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and want to leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follow-up. Don't forget you can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even watch Super Talk TV on C Spire TV, which, if you got it, we are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. Speaking of the weather, doesn't it feel amazing outside? Absolutely wonderful. It's literally twice as warm. <laughs> or as more. It, or more. As it was, what, a couple of days ago? And it's one of those things where when you get out and you, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Brave the elements at teen degrees or 20 degrees or whatever. And for most of you, it's probably in, out or whatever it may be. When you do see a 50, you really do approach it differently. It's like, this is nice, light jacket weather, where prior it might be this is really chilly. This is kind of cold. But now it's like, oh, man, this is really nice. I'll wear my light jacket today. I won't have to put on all the layers I've now gotten used to. We're not trying to rub it in, Corinth. We understand you're still probably in the 30s. But, but you're kind of used to it. Well, we're, we're in more fairness, like seasonable it's still weather. 20 degrees warmer than it was. Right. It's a, I feel like we're slowly getting back to maybe more seasonable light temperatures wherever you are in the state versus where we all were. At least everybody in the Magnolia State, unless there's a pocket of just cold air, at least everybody is now above freezing. Yes. I I can't believe that I actually, with my OCD and my attention to detail, went to bed, what, three nights in a row with water dripping, like just hearing the little drip, drip, to the point you wake up in the middle of the night. And you want you make like, the sound of dripping water makes you very excited because you're like it's still working. Where any other that would drive batty, like I'd have to go fix it absolutely immediately. But it was the sound of like okay, everything everything's actually actually sort of working. Did anybody get snow flurries? I know we didn't get them here in Central Mississippi that I saw. I think I saw Richard Cross of Sports Talk Post. Uh, Oxford may have gotten snow flurries. Yeah, I want to say I saw a picture of some big honking snowflakes in Oxford, like but I don't half think it dollar stuck. size. I don't think it was anything that created a winter wonderland. But they definitely looked like the snowflakes you would see in a cartoon where they were the hexagonal right. and the crystals. and yeah. So I am kind of sad about that. But at least if there was an upside, it felt like the days, at least here centrally, were crystal clear Bright and sunshiny and almost magically beautiful, right? Or maybe you were just so cold. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they were. I thought it, I, you know, I know many weather the storm, weather the weather differently. Um, I was proud of how our family sort of handled it and semi enjoyed it in very responsible sort of ways. But I am glad it's gone. I, I, I can't see myself wanting to live in a location where that kind of weather is on the regular. There's a reason some of the cities up north have, like, hamster tunnels between buildings where you never even really go outside once you get inside. They got snow flurries in Macomb Friday morning. Okay. And then, Dustin, from Walnut, we had around an inch of snow in the Corinth area. And it's not over for that. We're we're just now getting into 
January, February, where that's still a potential possibility. You can't rule anything out. Well, I mean, it was just the solstice, what, this time last week? Well, no, this time last Wednesday, where the shortest day of the year, so you're halfway out of the dark. Every day after last Wednesday gets a little longer. Oh, someone sent a photo of in Corinth, and you're right, Rhino, they were like real snowflakes. I know that sounds really silly to say. But they look like Charlie Brown snowflakes, the kind that fall, and you can actually see that they're different in the dimensions, not just white powder that then sticks and turns to ice or or mush, which you really kind of almost think is it just like a um, a varied of um, sleet. sleet, and it's not really snow. It's it's, it's something. fuzzy sleet. It's, it's fuzzy and soft. It's basically a bad icy. <laughs> Is all it amounts to. Like a slush puppy. Like a slush puppy. That's exactly what Although we Although I'm sure get. I just angered somebody that really loves their slush puppies. I was always an icy fan. I always felt like the icy was the Cadillac of the half-frozen drinks, and the slush puppy was, it was passable. You can find more ices now than you can slush puppies. Oh, yeah. Slush puppies are... And it's one of those things, if you walk into a gas station and they still have this, the original kind of slush puppy apparatus, there's something inside of you that can't not at least get one, or at least you think about it, If even if you don't go for it. Were you a red, blue, or cola kind of guy? Uh, for an icy, I was always a cola guy, but for a slush puppy, I wanted the blue one. I like the red... Die number 40, I'm sure. <laughs> Red number 40. But they would call it cherry. I think you may can still get slush puppies, or maybe that's Icy's in your local theaters. Which one had the long straw with the scoop on the, with the spoon on the end, or was it both of them? I think at one point that was both of them, but I remember that mostly from movie theaters and Icy's. Maybe that was it. And you would like scoop and eat it very Oh, yeah, because you'd have invariably – I would get the, the icy and the big bag of Reese's Pieces, and the Reese's Pieces would be almost gone by the time the preview started. And then by the time the previews were over, I was slurping the bottom of the icy and having to eat it. Neely is a blue icy fan. I can't get her to at least give the Coca-Cola one a try. I'm like, that's the original OG. That's the legit one. But it's, well, we don't get them often, so I want to get what I want. But I'm trying to make the case for just the just the original original one. From Icy's, though, to barbecue. Did you see the headline where Guy Fieri, he's the one with the crazy McCra- – you know, he's one of those celebrities. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. dives. You, you think – does he wish he may would have went with a different hairstyle in the beginning? Although it's his hairstyle that kind of gave him his signature oomph. It's, you know, like Bob Ross, if you watch any of like real documentaries, by the end of it, hated his hair. But not because you loved it. He hated it because he was almost con- contractually bound to the hair. He made it his image. He made it his image. You almost wish he'd had a Britney Spears moment and went and shaved it all off just to... Well, I don't know that he would have ever have shaved it all off because he had to shave it all off when he was in the military. And that was one reason he was so soft-spoken on the show is I, I remember seeing this in an interview one time where he was talking about, I believe he was in the Air Force, and I believe he was stationed in Alaska. That's why I liked painting the, the snow scenes and stuff. But he talked about how he was the guy that would yell at you when you messed up. 
And he didn't want to do that. He didn't like being that person. So he swore if he ever got away from it, he wouldn't raise his voice like that. That's why he was very meek and mild and very soft-spoken. Still, though, he's human, and there had to be at least a moment he thought about flipping the switch and just he can have happy little trees with his bald head. (laughs) Maybe he was way more zen than I ever could be. But back to Guy Fieri. He actually named one of Mississippi and DeSoto County's barbecue spot as one of the top in the country. And that's Memphis Barbecue Company in Horn Lake. They are world barbecue champions. Uh, Melissa Cookstone, I believe, is the uh, pitmaster there. And it's one of the best restaurants in the Magnolia State, says Fieri. And I posted this in the Good Things Facebook group. And a lot of you guys tip your hat to it. Say if you're ever heading up that way, it's some of the best barbecue and that it was worthy of the Worthy of the title, even though they claim, and I think Memphis barbecue, though, maybe be a style because it's not in Memphis. It's in Mississippi. I think there's a reasoning behind the name, but you have to go read the article. I want to say Memphis style is the dry rub style, is it not? That was made famous by Rendezvous? It totally could be. Because um, I know open. Alabama style has the white sauce, and I want to say it's Carolina style that has the mustard-based barbecue. What is considered Mississippi? I don't think Mississippi has a like quote-unquote style of we barbecue. We like our pig anyway. You will roast it, grill it, bake it, fry it. Am I missing something? Stew it. I don't know. Which other way would you cook it? Style steamer. Smoke mean, whole it. Hog. Yeah. Memphis know. isn't sweet, according to Amanda from Pike County. Gotcha. Because there's the sauce that you put on the end. There's the dry rub. I didn't know about the the mustard. Anyway, I thought kudos to them. So if you're getting out and about and you're traveling and you're looking for somewhere good to eat or maybe you like to go and try new barbecue places, give them um, give them a whirl. They're they're named the best for a reason. I'm sure. I wouldn't say no to it at all. But then you've got other good barbecue places that are probably just as well. He just didn't make his way down the line here in Mississippi. Because I'd have to say U-Bonds there and Yazoo would be pretty pretty high on the list. And now I'm racking my brain. Are they dry? Are they? Well, they got their special U-Bonds barbecue sauce. Yes. So they're, what do you consider that, wet? I guess. Sauced. Sauced. What if it's, there's a damp? I don't know. Maybe you could create your own line of barbecue dusted <laughs> we'll stop now we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
You can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And I think we were all talking about over the Christmas break when we saw the headline that took over the Internet, Mississippi teacher pregnant with quintuplets. I think we all said, ooh, and then we got to know her story, and we're super happy for the family. And joining us today is that teacher. Her name is Haley Ladner, and she is from she's a teacher at Oak Grove. And, man, what a Christmas uh, you had. Haley? Yes, it uh, it was a great Christmas. It's definitely one of the best Christmases that I had to get to celebrate this blessing that me and my husband have been given. And wait till next Christmas. That's all I'm going to say for you uh, there. But, and I know folks are ooing and on over your story because it is special. These are miracle babies in more ways than um, one. Anytime a mother finds out she's expecting that baby's a miracle. But you guys have been on a journey to sort of get here. So share with us you and your husband's story. So uh, my husband and I married in 2019, and we shortly decided that we wanted to start our family after we bought our house. Um, I kind of naively thought that I would get pregnant immediately because no one in my family had had any troubles. That was not our case. And so eventually, after um, finding no answers for our issues, we decided that we would seek help at a fertility clinic. And I had a diagnosis of PCOS, and they decided that the best route for us to take would be an IUI. Now, we had actually conceived two times naturally, and they ultimately ended in miscarriage. And then we had two IUIs prior to this pregnancy that both failed. And so with this last IUI, the doctor does monitoring um, during my natural cycle to make sure um, how many eggs we're going to have. And we had two. And so... When we found out we were pregnant, we were thinking, oh, okay, well, we might have twins, um, but never five, never five. Because the math really? didn't add up right, right, Haley? So there right. had to be some other miracle things to sort of happen. So from a scientific perspective, I mean, what are the doctor's explanations for two eggs to give you five babies? So my doctor, he said that he had never seen this in his career before, and he has been a practicing physician in Mississippi for 20 years or more, he's a great leading endocrinologist. He said that the chances of one egg splitting four times and creating identical quadruplets was a 1 in 10 million chance. And then just for the other egg to fertilize, too, makes it even more rare. So it's about a 1 in 60 million chance that this would happen. Um, And so we, we just happen to be 1 in 60 million. I feel like that should be a bumper sticker for, for you, Haley, <laughs> as y'all move forward. So, okay, I think anyone listening who has, who has gone through childbirth or, or being told that you're pregnant and sort of hearing the heartbeat for the first time and all the things, you know, there's the excitement around one, possibly two. How did you sort of really grasp this idea that there were, there's five babies that you're now responsible for growing? Right. So it was, it was a little bit of a shock at first. But I think I handled it pretty well because just getting to see them and hearing the heartbeats of all of them for the first time and knowing they were okay really gave me peace of mind because we had had experience loss in the past. Um, and so after that, it was it really was just, okay, we need to figure out the logistics of how are we going to have these five babies. We need a doctor and just sorting out all the logistics. And once we did that, it's been 
it's been fine. We're just anxiously waiting on their arrival. Well, you just hit 20 weeks. Where are you now? I'll be 21 weeks tomorrow. And you you are having to do bed rest, correct, until? Yes. So I'm on home bed rest now, and then in two to three weeks, I'll be on hospital bed rest until the babies are born. So did Santa bring you a minivan? (laughs) No, he did not bring me a minivan, but um, we're we're trying to make what we have work and just make the best of what we have. Well, I think folks are just intrigued on your story for so many reasons. I think it's a beautiful one of God answering prayers and then showing us what a miracle childbirth or the whole sort of conception process can be. Or, you know, you just you just never know for sure. But you guys have already started preparing. I know you've got names. We do have names. So we have four beautiful, identical little girls, and their names are Adeline Elizabeth, Magnolia May, which we, of course, named after our state. Um, and then we have Everly Rose, and we have Mally Kate. And then our son, who is the singleton, his name is Jake Easton. He's going to be spoiled, Mama. Oh, absolutely. But they they are the biggest blessings and gifts from God that I could have ever received because there were many nights that I just cried and didn't think that I would be able to have a baby. And so God has been with us this entire journey, and even when we found out, and he's going to continue to get us through it. So they're, they're blessings and they're miracles. So how did the story get out, Haley? I mean, I know it's not every day that someone finds out that they're successfully carrying five babies, you know, at once. But, I mean, it feels like, or at least on my feed, everybody was sharing the miracle that you guys are experiencing. So what has that been like? Um, it's been good and of course it's had it's bad too of course with anything you know there's good and bad comments about it um but it got out we did an interview with wdam um they reached out to me someone at my school had contacted them with my permission and i said yeah that's fine we have no problem you know sharing because we wanted to share this story for two reasons one is because again we believe that they are miracles given to us by God, and two, we wanted to do it to hopefully help other couples who have gone through infertility, too, know that they have some hope out in the world as well, Um, and that, you know, we've been through those struggles, too, and they can keep trying, and um, hopefully they will find their miracle as well. Well, I know your husband's not joining us today. I'm sure he's there. But I read and he got me tickled that he said he was going to have a whole real estate company of Barbie dream houses within his house. Yes. <laughs> he's not going to be fully outnumbered, but but him and Jake are going to be pretty outnumbered with estrogen in that house, Haley. Oh, yeah. He jokes all the time that him and Jake are going to have to go on fishing trips all the time when it gets a little chaotic. Well, as with the, with two girls, you let him know too. Them girls can can catch uh, cast a line too. So he may have to get a bigger boat. You're going to need a minivan. It's going to be a, a wild ride. But man, I, I'm so happy for you guys with so many friends who understand the journey, and there's so many listening who just need that sort of uh, remembrance of hope that it can happen, and all in God's timing and in God's way. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's why we decided that we wanted to share the story with everybody. 
because we believe it's a blessing that should be shared. It should be, and you're going to need the help. And it's just, but like every every mom is going to be, and you know, God chooses parents usually perfectly. So, congratulations, and we'll be following you. You'll have to keep us. I know you'll be busy after, but we'll, we'll be keeping up with the quintuplets. I think I think this is a great story. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you. You as well. All righty, there you go. I think every mother knows what it's like to hear those words. You know, you're pregnant and you think, oh, gosh, there's one healthy heartbeat and then maybe two healthy heartbeats. And then for some of you, you've gotten up to three healthy heartbeats and triplets at one time. But if you just keep counting, sometimes it does become its own a unique story. What I love about it, though, is just the fact that it's a what one in 60 million i think she said chance uh for that to happen and to embrace it and hey look this is this is the cards we were dealt and we're going to make the most out of it i think is pretty is pretty impressive being one of three brothers could you imagine just being you rhino and four sisters even if they didn't all come together no because what you and one of your brothers are pretty close right yeah, my uh, younger brother is only 15 months younger than right. I am, and my older brother is 13 years older. Yeah, but being a, a family of boys, I don't know that uh, our upbringing would have been conducive for a house full of young ladies. That's not true, because your daddy, and the Wonder Nieces, has your daddy's, or wrapped around your daddy's finger. <laughs> so, think, now your mom may have been a completely different story but your dad your dad would have been fine uh with it i think you get what what you need i think it's you know you may have really wanted one or the other my husband really was on board for wanting a little boy but his little girls man he'll tell you they've got him completely wrapped around his finger and couldn't imagine uh it going another way but he doesn't like his odds so anybody thinking we're shooting for the boy on number three that is a big negative we're not gambling people you know and i don't think neither were they they went <laughs> they got one though <laughs> and then four it's a beautiful story it's gonna be I, you know it just gets me tickled though it's thinking next christmas and then trying to get family photos and when you know you're wrestling one you wrestling five of them she's she's gonna need some prayer stick with us we got more coming up next Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. And where down we go. Watch good things. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Speaking of one in a million chance, we were just talking with Haley, which one in 60 million chance of them to end up with quad 
well, five, that's quadruplets, right? Or quintuplets. Quintuplets. Quintuplets out of two eggs. Another headline about birth over, I guess, a holiday was out of Alabama. And it was a baby born, recently beat the odds of, what, 133,000 to one to be born on the same day as both parents. All three share the same birthday, which is December the 18th. So what is the, uh, like, number one, the odds that you and your partner for life, your husband and your wife, the wife, are going to have the same birthday right then. I don't know. That may would have been a red flag for me. First date. When's your birthday? No, that's my day. <laughs> <I'm> g- <laughs> are you sure? that? Also, it lends to never forgetting. You both could go in and have lots of birthday weekends, make it a big celebratory thing for everybody around. Um, that To me, that's one hurdle. And I actually would think that it would be greater than 133,000. To one. Well, I mean, there's only 365 days. Oh, is that how? But but, but the first is the two people, and then the third person. I wonder if, like when they got their due date, which usually the day you actually end up having is usually not right on your bullseye on your due date, unless I guess you pick it. So I'd be curious for the rest of their story if maybe they had the opportunity to choose the birthday or if it was chosen for them either way anyway that's kind of neat now you got three birthdays on the same day right before christmas say right before christmas which eh, i don't know it has its ups it has its downs you had a good christmas i saw where your wonder nieces got you quite possibly the best coffee cup that could ever been given to you. So how was your weekend? How was your holiday? It was good. I got to go up uh, on Saturday and spend some time with some family friends and even had a couple of them pull out the guitar and have some sing-along time there with uh, the group. And then Sunday got up and went to church for the, the Sunday morning service. And then my younger brother and I developed a tradition several years back now where we would go eat Christmas lunch at the Chinese buffet. It was one of the few places open on Christmas just to get out of the house and and go spend some time together. And now that he's got a family of his own and I was just tagging along, it was a step up from the Chinese buffet. We decided to go to the the hibachi, the Japanese grill, and wound up getting way more food than I probably needed. So I came back with a bunch. But, yeah, I I got to spend time with the Wonder Nieces and the Ninja Nephew. Got to spend time with the rest of my family and friends. Got to eat some good food. Got to spend some time on the highway, just lost in my thoughts. And I would say it was a very Merry Christmas. I think the things, so sometimes we dread all that has to go into the actual day, whether it's buying the gifts, wrapping the gifts, traveling, all that kind of stuff. And then there's something magical that happens when you actually, usually, not, not everybody's um, experience is, gonna, is the same. You're just so pleasantly surprised how much just being in company with, you know, genuine family or sort of friends is really just kind of what you needed at the time. And the laughter, the singing, the taking you back, the foods that you only get once a year or um, the people you only get to see every now and then. What I loved is the first time we went back to my in-laws 
for years we've had it hosted at our house, but we're in transition, so we didn't get to do that this year. And uh, it's the in small town Mississippi. I was reminded how folks just still stop by because they see cars in the driveway, just to pop in to see if so and so was there to say hey or introduce see the new baby or you know or whatever it may be. And if you have that in your community, that's something special. Even not all. All Mississippi communities are special in their own way. We're smaller than most states in general. But that's not the same in every every town, every city. So if you still have one of those small, quaint communities where if your kids come home from college, then somebody down the street is going to pop and knock and say, I saw his truck in the yard. I want to give him a hug. You know, to me, I don't know. There's something magical, special, slightly annoying. But at the same time, beautiful about ha- having that kind of community support. Well, it's a lot less annoying when it's a holiday like Christmas yeah, where everybody's gathered together. It would be a lot more annoying <laughs> yeah. if it was just a random <laughs> Tuesday in the middle of May and it's like, yeah, uh, no, yeah. we, we're fixing to put supper down and we didn't make enough for you, so good to see you. So we had, the, and the other fun thing was the great debate. The orange slice candy cake is really a fruit cake in disguise, but that brought total... <gasps> It is an orange slice candy cake. It is a fruit cake. It's delicious. And then you have those fun arguments as well. But we'll save that one for another day. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.